Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? You are now listening to Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and I am here with the amazing, amazing Elisa Robinson. Like, so, so... First of all, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate you accepting the offer. Thank you for, you know, contacting me. I'm excited to be here. So, of, of course, of course. Now, we grew up together relatively. Um, yes. Me and your brother, Brendan, were in the same class all the way until... Did, did, I don't. He didn't graduate from Winslow, did he? No, we both went to Paul Six and Haddonfield. That's so we right. went to Winslow up to eighth grade. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, we since Shirley B. Foster, you know, wow. I remember I remember coming over to your house and like <laughs> playing and all. So it's really, really good to see you and catch up and yeah. um, have this time to chat for a little while. Yes, I'm excited. So I'm not gonna, you know, butcher your bio, but go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, my, my name is Alisa. Um, I'm from Chiselhurst. Um, I, I have my own hair salon called Amazingly Hair Studio. And I also run my own catering business called Amazingly Eats by Leaves. Um, both my businesses have been uh, running since the pandemic, actually. Um, you know, I started my salon May of 2020. And I started my um, uh, catering business, hmm, what is it? Uh, probably October 2020, mm-hmm. but it just started to really blossom um, uh, early last year. So uh, my hands are full. Um, it's been a long journey because, you know, 2010, 20, you know, we went through a really rough time with everything. And then people telling me how crazy I was, you know, to start a business during that time. But I said, you know, what? why not? You know, we're home. Unemployment wasn't answering the phone for me. Like they was answering the phone for other people. So I'm like... <laughs> I got to make this money. And I have, I've been a hairdresser um, like 15 years now. 15, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I started doing hair in, well, actually a little before high school, but I got my license um, when I was 19 and I'm uh, 32 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say my age out there, but um, it, it, it's been a passion of mine I had for a long time. So having my own um, salon is, 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 is a beautiful thing. It's a long time coming. And throughout the years, I was on and off with my passion for by being burnt out, working in different salons where I'm just like, one day, one day I got to have my own. And then, you know, before even the pandemic actually hit, I was saving up to have my own. And that just pushed me over to be like, you know what, just do it. Mm-hmm. If you fail, you fail, but you have to do it. Um, and cooking is something that I've been doing for years. Um, but it became a big thing during the pandemic because I was selling my platters. Nowhere was open for nobody to eat. They were like, wait a minute, you can cook, you know? So it was um, crazy to me that when I put it out there that I was selling food, how many people contacted me and um, really wanted my food, but you just never know who's watching you. Yeah, absolutely. So so I'm like, I I was really blessed during that, during the pandemic, while I know other people struggled a lot and, you know, 
cooking has been now now I have a full service catering business and um no one really probably knows but my mother had a catering business when I was in high school and I helped her with that and I, I saw how hard it was on her and I'm like I don't want to do that I don't want to do that but I realized she just had the wrong team. <laughs> so I'm like, because <laughs> I mean, it is hard work, but it's fun and it's rewarding if you have the right people behind you. And mm-hmm. I have a full-blown staff um, with my salon and I'm working on a bigger staff for my catering. So it's um, definitely a lot, but I get up every day and I, I love um, working for myself and doing something that I love to do. It doesn't feel like work, you know, but I had to pay my dues to get here. So it, it, I'm just blessed. So I really appreciate, you know, you wanting to know more about everything. I'm open book. So let's- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. You've been doing hair for over 15 years, cooking for a long time. Um, okay. What, I mean, aside from like, when did you know that you wanted to, do hair and have your own business because you know it's easy to to find something that you're good at and like mm-hmm. buy like rent out a chair in a sense in somebody else's salon. Right. When did you realize that you was like, hey, I want to do this. And I want to do it for me. Let's see. I mean, when you work for other people that don't have the same, I guess, mindset or doesn't carry themselves the way that you do, mm-hmm. you start looking at things like, it became a thing when I, I was in a salon, you know, and, and just women naturally, um, caddy and, 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 you know, drama where that's just not me. I come into work, I, I come with a positive attitude and I want to get my job done and I want to make money. And that my and I'm very goal-driven. So going into atmospheres where people are just bringing you down, I'm like, I can't do this. And I always told myself one day when I have that courage to have my own salon that I won't run it like the standard salon runs their, their stuff. Like my, my staff has free range to do pretty much anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. All I ask for is open communication and be on time. Okay. I, everyone knows even on time management. I don't play with time management. That's the only time you're going to see me, you know, get a little upset. But if you communicate, I'm going to be late. I'm going to do that time. And then there's no problem. But I told myself, I really just um, want, this can't be what a, you know, a salon is. You know, mm-hmm. I was very young. I was 20 when I worked in my first salon. I think I was 26 the last time I worked in a salon. And I actually lost my, it was so bad that I lost my passion for even being in this setting anymore that I completely left hair, went and became an HR specialist. And I did that for years. Um and I told, and I was, I was saving my money up. I'll tell all the ladies that I work with. I said, this ain't, this ain't, this is not going to be me forever. Mm-hmm. This is just a stepping stone for what I want to really be. They, they didn't understand it. They're like, wait a minute, you know, you work here, but you say you're a chef. You say you're a hairstylist, but this is not the career for it. And I said, well, I have a huge customer service background. Um, yeah. My mom had me working with her when I was 14 at, you know, those telemarketing places and, stuff for years where I'm like I know how to work the phones I know computers I know it it's just I don't see myself behind a desk um Mm -hmm. this is not what I want to do but I since I know how to do it and my passion is going with the hair I'm gonna do my plan b until I get to my plan a and um it it, it took me you know almost five years you know to get there um because I was scared (laughs) um yeah you're used to a paycheck 
a certain paycheck every week, every two weeks, and you know how to pay your bills versus being an entrepreneur, you know, you make good money this one week and make a hundred dollars the next week. You just, you just never know what your weeks are going to be like. So I just told myself, I have to leave this negative setting and do something else until I can bring myself back because I always had a passion to make a woman feel even more beautiful and, um, you know, and, and to just bring women together in an environment where they can be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is no, like in my shop, I always say there's no competition here. What she don't know, she going to learn and vice versa. We are all here to learn. I, I've been in the game longer than a lot of my stylists and they, they show me stuff all the time. You know, yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, it's, you can learn something new every day. So I, I really enjoy the atmosphere. And um, it was just the perfect time for me to just make that transition because had I just left the salon with the kind of bad energy I was getting and the, and the lack of passion I had, my, my, my salon would have crashed and burned mm-hmm. within with a short period of time. So um, I, I'm really, I'm really uh, am grateful for the position that I am in that I can, I, I like to help young girls too. A lot of my staff are uh, younger women um, that cause I'm going to be inexperienced, some aren't, but I'm not afraid to bring an inexperienced person in here with me because I like to teach. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a mentor. I try to be a mentor to everyone and, and anything someone tells me they love to do. I try to bring that out of them to go ahead and yo do it. If you fell at it, it's okay. It's uh, there's so many. Just get back up, finish it, or try another route that works for you. But it's it's okay to fail. I failed so many times with this that I told I thought I wouldn't be here. But absolutely, you know, it's working out. Absolutely, good, good. Uh, failure is failure is a, a trampoline. I feel like like you just bounce and it don't work and you just keep bouncing, bouncing, then something sticks, you know? Yep. And, um, okay. So did, now you say you started your salon, shout out to the contractor. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, I you did know, a great job. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, that's it's, it's such a small world. So it really is. Yeah. He did. A, never know who could. He did a fantastic job in your salon. I still can't believe, you know, the transformation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was a, it was a dark space, man. Now it's a beautiful, bright space. And, and um, I get so many compliments all the time. So that definitely shout out to him. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, did you, st- you started your salon like in COVID era, era. Did it affect your business at all? Um, now I wish I would have made a documentary at the time, because when I tell you it was hard getting supplies and, um, getting people to want to work during that time frame because everybody's afraid of this, afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, as far as business wise, no, I was actually, I, I opened my shop a little before <laughs> I was supposed to, but, uh, I opened my shop in May of 2020 and, um, I was overwhelmed. Like, yeah. I, like everybody was like, what? You're open? I need my hair done. You know, and I'm like, oh my God. It's a, uh, and it was just, I was a one person band at the time. Now mm-hmm. I had five staff under me. So I'm like, whew, so happy to have that because, you know, I had a nice following 
um, beforehand, well, you know, a steady following the next mm-hmm. year. Where yeah, I'm like, course. okay, um, I probably had about 30 solid people where I'm like, I'm comfortable doing their hair and I'll probably build up some more. But it, it like quadrupled it so fast where I'm like, I can't do all this by myself. It, you know, it was, it was a blessing. It really was a blessing because, you know, you don't, I didn't work in a salon for, at that time, it's been four years for me since I've been in a salon. So to still have people like come to me in my living room or something like that at the time where I'm like, listen, y'all, I'm not doing hair in the shop, but you can come here and, and do the done and they still will show you love. But then there's some people that's like, well, I'm not going to nobody's living room, getting my hair done and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine too, where, you know, you're at a certain age, you want a certain luxury. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, that's what I want to give the women. I remember it was January 2020 and I was doing somebody's hair in my living room and I did a really bomb like hair color on them. And I charged them like next to nothing because I felt like I couldn't charge my worth because I'm washing your hair in a, in a kitchen sink and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then at that moment I did her hair and it turned gorgeous. And I was like, I'm never going to wash hair again in my sink. And she's like, what I do to you? I'm just like, no, 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 no. You didn't do nothing to me. I just said, I really did a great job. And I realized this is what I want to do. Like I'm a colorist. I'm a natural hair specialist. And I'm like, I need an atmosphere. I need mm-hmm. to have my ladies be luxury. And I said, and that was January, 2020. And by May, 2020, my salon was built. It, I, I, I put a luxury experience for my ladies so I can charge my work. I can feel happy because when I'm unhappy, I, 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 I lose focus with everything. I'm like, this can't be life. I do not want to be doing here in my living room and washing here in my sink no more. It, mm-hmm. it, I had to stop being afraid. Yeah. And that, and that was really the best thing, best thing I've done because, you know, business, I, you know, I have over, um, almost at 300, um, uh, clients. Wow. Um, and that's just, that's just me. I, you know, I have other staff. So yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really a blessing that like, wow, I, I did not, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I was at 30. I'm sitting here, like, I might get to like 60. <laughs> but to see the amount of people come to me was a blessing. But um, it, it was great in the beginning. It had a slow point where mm-hmm. I was a little afraid because, you know, other salons, or the world start opening again. Yeah. And the competition is out there. But, you know, I stayed humble and I stayed and I, and I just perfected my craft more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more blessings start coming my way and I'm like you know what everybody called me crazy they said you are crazy to spend your you're not working you know you're not getting unemployment um and now you want to open up a salon and you have two kids you have a house that's everyone called me crazy for doing it and I said well listen I'll I'll be crazy trying because um right now I have major bills and and I have talent and someone's going to see my talent and, if, and I don't want to make some type of money versus nothing right now. Yeah. And that, that was the best, the best thing I've ever done. You know, food yeah. was a whole other thing that I didn't plan on. It just came out. <laughs> I was about to say, that was the next, that was about the segue. Oh, we weren't talking about hair. Let's talk about food. Cause I love to eat. And the next time I'm in Jersey, <laughs> I'm definitely going to hit you up. Whether it's Please just for do. like a little, like a little platter or I don't know how you do it, but I'm a, I'm paying too. So listen, I, um, I make it all like whatever you need. I, I really would like to, to give you some food. So mm-hmm. I was on the, uh, on your Instagram okay. and I saw how the shrimp is, shrimp is my jam. 
Oh, seafood's my everything, so I got you. Listen, the way you you was like, you don't want to cook it, you want to steam it, and you want. <laughs> I was like, yo, I gotta have this. I gotta have it. Oh, see, you was on the page looking at people. People get hungry looking at the food page. Listen, I was like, what lobster? She got the. Oh my gosh, I was. That's what I love to to make so, seafood. So you were self-taught. Like, is this just you, like, in the kitchen, just trying different things? Yeah, so, I mean, um, my brother, my oldest brother is actually a chef mm-hmm. that, uh, that no one, like, I feel like none of my friends really know that he's a chef because he don't, he's been doing that for, like, 25 years. Gotcha. So, um, you know, my mother, she was a wonderful cook, um, and uh, she's had me in the kitchen with her, six, seven years old, maybe. Um, but if, you know, recipes to my mom. But you know, definitely, I would, uh, I would tell her if I could, like, mom, you know, you taught me some things. But I don't know, my lobster and stuff a little bit. <laughs> is, is that your level? Maybe a little bit higher than your level with this, place, you know? Because <laughs> I definitely do be in the kitchen, and I'm um, just trying different things because I do have a large audience that has many different tastes. I, you know, the hardest part, I guess, from being a self-taught cook. And just cooking for, you know, close families and friends is, um, you know, pleasing others that you don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love spicy food. So I had to be like, you know, everybody don't like spicy food, Alicia. Yeah. You got to cook on that regular, like a restaurant level where it took a lot of trial and error. And then, you know, and then also cooking large quantities of food. If you're used to just making something for your family and now you're going to make something for 50 people, you got to know how to season it. Mm-hmm. So I definitely probably spent all of 2020 figuring that out. Yeah. And now, you know, now it's funny because I, I struggle cooking for just my family because I'm so used to cooking <laughs> large amounts now. So I'm like, man, but um, I, I, I enjoy them both. People ask me all the time, like, well, how, how do you, how do you be in a salon? And then how do you be in cooking stuff? Like my whole life is on a calendar, you know, it's, it's, it's a strict calendar that I, um, I got two boys, uh, five and eight, you know, and, um, I had to find time with them and their sports and work and stuff. So, you know, um, I make it work and I, and, um, sometimes people ask me that I, I really can't answer it. Cause it's like, it's just something I grew up on when I was around motivation. I was around my mom. So she took care of six people in herself growing up. So yeah. it's like, Dude, she can do that. I, you know, I could take care of my boys and figure out business, you know, and, and, and make it work. Um, but it, it, it is hard at times. But I can say that I truly um, at a space in my life where this is what was for me to work for myself, to mm-hmm. uh, make my own schedule and to be a mother um, and teach my boys stuff. So, you know, it's, I'm, you know, I'm really happy at this point. It, it, just, it, it took a long time to get here where I didn't see this five years ago for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I try to be a testimony to somebody where shoot three years ago I was in a, a dead-end job so you know yeah life changes overnight that's what happened to me <laughs> yeah it it was it was your consistent effort that's what that was your consistent you your consistent effort over and over and over again waking up knowing that where you were is not where you're going to stay. You know, you had to, you had to, you had to be there and sit in that moment 
to learn the lessons that you needed to learn, um, to grow where you needed to grow. And now you're thriving, doing exactly what it is that you want to do. Thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate your words because it definitely takes a moment when you have to, um, you know, come out of a certain space that you're in. Because I, you know, I did, I lost my mother um, 2017 Mm -hmm. and I was in a really dark space for like two years. Yeah. Um, Where no one really, um, really knew it because of just how I carried myself where, I'll cry in silence, you know, and by myself, like no one sees real, real emotion from me because I mean, that's how my mother really was. She just was um, somebody that carried the weight on her shoulders and got things done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that's good, but sometimes it's bad because you really just um, need to release that. Um, so, you know, I was in a dark space and then the, when the pandemic hit, you're like, man, um, I was still in that dark space still. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do with losing my job and stuff. So it's just like a different you just have to lock in, I guess, with mm-hmm. me. And um, and I had, and I'm thankful, so grateful for my children because that is, I can't give up because these little people need you. So it's yeah. like, you know what, girl? No pity parties. This is what life is throwing at you right now, but this is not what life is going to be. Yeah. Um, you're too talented to let life just bring you down. And um, yeah, so I, I just took that that strength that I have, the strength that I grew up on, just watching um, everyone around me, you know, be motivating and strong people that I'm like, you know, what? I know that's in me too. So just stop being afraid. I think it was more so I was afraid of um, running in my own business because I was afraid of failing it because, you know, people will talk more about your failures than your wins. Yeah. Um, all the time. And I'm like, why do I, why do I care about that? You know, let me stop caring about what someone's thoughts are. Just do it. And um, that's what I did. And I swear, and all the people that, that told me, listen, this is a dumb moment for you. You're not going to, you're wasting your money. You don't, you know, they don't say none of that now. They, they try to book appointments. So basicallyhairstudio.com. Y'all don't call me. Book online. A book online. <laughs> say less. Say less. Oh, man. So, hey, 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 y'all. Listen, it is time for some action. If you are enjoying the content that you've been listening to, I need you to rate and review. That's it. That's all. Make sure you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it for us. We appreciate you so much. Let's get back to some resilience. Okay, so 2017 was a was a rough, rough year. Um, and you had to navigate, and you're probably still navigating it now. Uh, what, how did you push through? Like what systems or strategies or maybe stories or anything that you use to help you navigate through that, that really, really difficult time in your life? You know, sometimes I block um, a lot of things out where, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about my mother that often, but when I, but when I had to get asked questions, you know, it brings back to a certain space where me and my mother, we were extremely close and she, um, she's been sick for, quite some time. Um, let's see, she got sick 
really like she got first started having health issues 2008 um and um they did this worse than like really but like she was diagnosed with cancer 2015 and then she she died from that 2017 but it was my mom she was somebody that um her spirit like i love when people do come up to me and um speak about my mother with such grace and um just excitement because of what she's done for them who she was um where as a kid you don't pay that no mind what things your parent does it's like that's just my mom you know where but it's like it's wonderful to hear those stories so with her i thought like my mother always prepared me for things mm-hmm. that i didn't even realize she was doing you know if anyone knew my mom she was she was a talker <laughs> she <laughs> loved to talk and she loved to repeat where it will drive you up a wall where you're like, man, I got she just she told me that same thing five different ways. But those same things she taught me five different ways was embedded in me where she would think I wasn't listening to her. But when she passed and stuff, things that you know I thought I wouldn't be able to figure out or do, I was able to figure out and do because my mother's been teaching me things all along in, in, in her absence and she was somebody who um wasn't afraid of death always said we all gotta leave this earth one day and she always said her favorite line was mother has lived she always said that and she's no matter how sick she was she, my mother was young she was 62 when she died yeah but she still still would tell anybody i lived a great life At, like even in her hospital bed she said i live so if this is my time to go so i mean it doesn't make it easier, mm-hmm. but it makes it where my mom was happy with how her life was, regardless mm-hmm. of what state she was in today. She was happy to see her kids, her grandkids, and every you know be something and, and um, listen to different values she instilled in us. Um, so losing her, you know, I did lose a big part of me, but I didn't lose. Like, 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 let's see how I can word this. I lost a part of me, but I gained so much more of me where mm. a different animal, different side of me, where the strength came out of me, where your mother was your backbone and she's gone, but she built you to be just like her. Yeah. And she was a strong woman. You know, my dad was incarcerated um, in 2000 and one I believe okay um I, yeah 2001 I was 11 um and she was forced to take care of you know two young children and I have an older brother but she you know I was 11 my older my brother was 13 um at the time and my dad was the breadwinner and um my mother you know she, she didn't miss a beat you know my mom had a ten dollar an hour job at the time mm-hmm. and my dad was the one, my mom always been a homemaker at the time. So to have my dad unexpectedly leave us um, and she had to figure things out. I watched her literally figure things out. I, we never went without food, the lights were never cut off. We went to one of the top schools in New Jersey. You know, we always had new clothes. Like she hustled, like, you know, seeing how I'm, I'm, I'm doing my catering business. I'm a bartender, I make specialty wines. And I have my, own, my a hair salon. Like, that's my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother will be like, okay, this happened to me. So, deal with it privately. 
But then when I come out behind this door, I'm gonna be a brand new me and I'm gonna figure out my next steps. And and that's kind of what, what I did where I'm like, man, like my mom is gone. I got, my, my son was one at the time and I had a three-year-old and, you know, I I never, I lived with my mom when she, I took care of her. So mm-hmm. I went from paying no rent to thousands of dollars overnight. Yeah. And I'm like, and I had a little $14 an hour job at that time where I'm sitting here like, how am I going to do this? You know? So it was, it was something where I has had to step back and deal with it because family leaves you friends leave you yeah at that time and you really get to see wow like you're on this earth for just you no one's here to take care of you your backbone is gone so you know I definitely um this will say my mom she was just a wonderful different kind of woman who um I got to be with to the end and even even to the end she was just a teacher where failure is just, you know, failure is a way of life, mm-hmm. but it, it, and, but it's all about, Hey, what, what you going to do after you fail? And that's how it always was with my mom. She was the most encouraging person. And I was so hard on myself where what I have right now, my mom always believed you gonna have your own hair salon. You're going to do it. And I never thought I was good enough. I never did. Even when I wasn't good at doing hair, my mom would hype me up. Like, <laughs> so like, that was my hype, man. I, I miss her so much, but it's like, you, you know, you have to push through. And of course, of course I sit and I think about it. And you know, my, my salon is all purple. My mom's favorite color was purple. Mm-hmm. I never liked purple. If she could walk in here today, she'll, she'll probably be like, what is this? this? This ain't you. I'm like, it's you. This you, because you, you are someone since high school that said you can have your own salon and you can do this. You don't need to be unhappy. And in honor of you, my salon is purple. I mean, I'm growing to like it because I go yeah. at it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, I, I definitely say um, I just was happy that I had her as a mom because um, she made me not be afraid of death and um, different failures. And, like, she literally was set my life up to be prepared for stuff. So when she did pass, it was hard, but everything that she ever told me was right in that safe like she said yeah. right right she left me little notes that like you know I find different pieces of my mom daily when I just you know clean out different things that I feel the courage to open and stuff and I'm just like wow um she leaves me little notes little gifts it's it's it's, it's her presence is still so strong yeah so that keeps me going you know absolutely <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah your mom was one of a kind your mom was wow. she was uh one of one definitely I hear that, um, I hear that but, often but you you're one of one as well but you're a lot of her you're a lot oh, of her and I you, love wow. I love to see it um like like just like growing up you know um yeah. I could, I, I always knew when your mom was coming, coming to the school, I, I, I heard her before, before. <laughs> she had such a distinctive voice. You heard Miss Robinson before you even saw her and you're like, oh, it's about to, it's about to be lit because. <laughs> it's about to be lit. <laughs> she had snacks, she had, she had the jokes. She was, yes. you know, at the time as a kid, you just be embarrassed. Oh, come on, mom. She can never just come and drop something off the go. She got to entertain the class you know 
but the kids there, y'all, you know, y'all ate that up. Everybody loved coming to our house. It was like the neighborhood house. So it was like, you know, it makes me feel good because you just don't appreciate that. Yeah. Until someone tells you this and how they, and different things when I hear like, people tell me, wow, your mother, she, she taught me how to, um, one person said, your mom, she taught me how to get a job, man. She taught me how to write a resume. My mom was great with words. Like that was her thing mm-hmm. where I'm sitting here, like where, where I, it's actually my thing too now where I love um, uh, different stories and writing things. Like she was a writer. Um, like she taught me how to drive. I hear all different, I hear different stories from women telling me what my mom has taught them how to, to do. One person said, she taught me how to be a better mother. And I'm just like, you don't know none of this. My mom never bragged or said what she did for somebody. You know, she just did it. Cause she always said my, her, she was raised by her grandma. She said my, her, her grandma was a giver. Mm-hmm. So she said, I'm, I'm not naturally a giver. And I, and I see that in myself. I see so much of my mother in myself where I didn't when she was alive because she would just do everything. Well, now that her presence, you know, her, she is no longer here with us. Like, um, things that she has instilled over the years that I watched her do, it just comes naturally to me to just do it. Yeah. Cause you know, so, you know, I, I'm not perfect or nothing like that, but I, I definitely love when I feel like I can help somebody with something. Cause I watch my mom help people and just to see years later that they just don't, don't forget those things that someone does for them. So I hope to be that person, you know? Yeah. You're, you're doing it. You're doing it. Oh, thank you. Do you have, um, any advice for anyone who is looking to, you know, maybe start their own salon, maybe start their own catering company, um, anything like that? I mean, listen, you're going to be scared, I guess, if this is your first time jumping out there. Um, but don't be scared. Um, you never know who's dying for you to branch out so they can support you. Um, and, and, and even invest in you because I, I it's crazy how many people will you know when they believe in you they'll just toss money your way to help you send business your way anyway you know so it's like to an entrepreneur that's afraid don't like don't be afraid you have to just do it and you will you have to understand that you will lose before you win um, and you have to be okay with it you know that's the, yeah. that's the hardest thing where I feel like a lot of people just uh, they, they try something they lose money they don't want to try it again and it's like you're going to lose before you gain yeah I had to toss a lot of money out there and tell myself hey I may keep the same clientele I'm having or or I may grow it but I have to be okay either way because this is my dream so um each it's scary it is very scary at times but when you make reach your peak and people see that you're being consistent with your work and you're constantly getting better and better because that's your passion, stick with it because you two can be at small and grow. I, I grew so much in six months yeah. that, like I said, just a few years back, if you would have told me, hey, you have 300 clients today, I would be like, there's no way that can happen for me. Mm-hmm. But it's all I did was say, you know what? This is my passion. It's been my passion. And I invested in myself. And then those will have no choice but to fall in line and see that you're not going nowhere. And they're going to want to go ahead and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let them, let them, you know, business is going to grow. So um, I really always just wanted, I tell my young girls all the time, like 
you may not know exactly what you want to do, but do do something and be okay with what you're you're doing. You may fail at it, but if it's a passion for you, you're going to get back up and you're going to do it again. And you're going to continuously get better with your consistency. And that's, that's all I did was tell myself, you know what, you're a good hairstylist. You're a good cook. But if you took classes or watch YouTube, because YouTube teach people a lot of things. Yeah, like, do. Whatever craft you have, you know, or, or um, hobby you have, just, just make, make it a lifestyle. And that, that's all I did. I cooked all the time. I did my friend's hair all the time. All I did was say, you know what? I can really make a living out of this because I like to do it. I get up every day and do what I love and like to do. And I make money off doing it. So people need to find those hobbies and, and, and bring out their passions and stick beside it because that's all I did. Love it. Love it. Um, where can we find you on like social media? How can we support you if somebody wanted to book an appointment? Where are they going to go? Okay, so I mean, so I have I have um, a website. It is amazinglyhairstudio.com. I also have uh, you can find my um, hair page style underscore by underscore Lisa with a Y. Um, and you're looking for catering, you can go to eat underscore by underscore lease l-y-s okay um on instagram and i also have facebook pages of both the same name so um you know you can book me for hair you can you can fill out a form online for your catering um i i, I service all of um the tri-state area actually you know so i, I just booked my first celebrity event so oh congratulations four days ago so um excited nervous I haven't really put it out there yet so I'm just like you know how do they find little old me but, <laughs> but like I said earlier you never know who's watching you uh-huh you never so, know because I'm sitting here like I only been in the business well, like maybe a year and a half with my food and um I'm just sitting here like wow like a celebrity wants me to join his team and and, and cook on a daily basis for his family and it's like wow I didn't see that at all, especially not this soon in the game. But he said, hey, I love what you do. I watch what you do. I, I Word of mouth, someone, you did an event last week that I happened to be a part of, and I had your food, and I loved it. And I'm like, he could go get a five-star chef anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but he found little old me from Chisers. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, wow, you don't know who's watching you. So just, just keep going. Just keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. 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 Okay. Well, I want to take this moment to thank you for spending some time and sharing a bit of your story, um, some systems and strategies that help you um, basically have a better, a a greater human experience, you know. Um, Before you go, I have one question for you. Okay. Okay. What does resilience mean to you? Let's see. Resilience means to me just, uh, I guess, sticking to your truth um, and not being afraid to share it. Um, We all uh, go through things and um, some of us are not proud of it, but it's our truth and Mm -hmm. it's how we get through it. And your story 
can change somebody else. And just know that it may not, it may not be everyone else's story or people may not agree with your story, but it's yours. And like I said, I'm, I'm not afraid to live in my truth and share my truth because it can help somebody else get through whatever that they're going through or motivate somebody in their life. So um, I definitely just love your show, love what you do, love how you bring different emotions out of people. Um, so please, this, like I said, this is, this is new to me. This is really very new to me. I don't, I don't speak too much about my truth, but I'm not afraid to. Yeah, so absolutely. Thank you for well, giving everybody that platform um, to be comfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my way of getting through this world to have a greater uh, human experience is having a platform to allow others to shine. So, absolutely. you know, I definitely appreciate you. I know my listeners uh, appreciate you uh, sharing your story and it was so great to talk to you. It really was. I, we got to keep in touch now. Absolutely. Right, we grew up in the same place. You got to keep in touch. Absolutely. You already know. You already um, know. Thank you. you so much, Aaron. Of course. Of course. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I want you to remember one thing. Resilience in Action will always lead to a greater human experience.